Welcome to Thriller Premium. Welcome to Thriller Premium. gentlemen boys and girls from around the world gather around it's time for thriller coin talk today is september 16 2019 and today we are talking bitcoin stock to flow ratio that's right now this is something that i've been spending a lot of time on this weekend trying to understand i'm not an economics guy <laughs> i'm just not but i i am a fast learner uh, i've come to realize that <laughs> at my young age i will say that um, understanding stock-to-flow ratio is really important when it comes to Bitcoin. So much so that the person who came up with this uh, model, uh, his name is Plan B. He's on Twitter. I'd recommend you follow him. He's a very interesting fellow. And um, it almost seems, and I, I hate doing this because it sounds like I'm crazy, but it almost seems, and he even says it on his Twitter, that that people are trying to hide some information when it comes to Bitcoin and where it's going. And this could be one of those pieces of information. When it comes to understanding Bitcoin, there's a lot out there to understand it. But to understand where it's going, there's very few pieces of information out there. I mean, we all kind of expect where it's going, but to actually see real uh, data sets and models built around um, by quant traders or uh, fund strategists out there, like, that information is very much underneath the surface until today. We got something here. And this stock to flow ratio, I put it in the newsletter, so make sure you take a look at it. It's very important. Now, for everybody who doesn't understand stock to flow ratio, and trust me, I had a hard time understanding it this weekend, but I, I got it down to a very small paragraph. So, first, we're going to talk about how stock to flow ratio relates to a commodity. Okay. So, it is defined as its years of inventory relative to annual supply. While the economic utility of a consumable good is created when it is destroyed or used up, the utility of investment assets lies in their possession and later resell. Industrial commodities therefore have low stock to flow ratios. This is to say inventories usually only cover consumption demand for a few months. If there were no inventories at all, supply would have to correspond exactly to production and demand exactly to consumption. However, if there are inventories, consumption can temporarily exceed production. Since inventories of consumable commodities are, as a rule, very low, prices will rise quickly in anticipation of a future supply shortage and bring consumption into balance with production. As opposed to this, the price stability that comes with having a huge pile of inventory gives platinum, gold, and silver a new monetary aspect. 
Therefore, the demand driven by the store of value use case for gold, for instance, far outstrips that from actual industrial use cases. And I'm going to throw a chart in here, and it shows stock to flow ratios for gold and silver versus commodities. And these are all existing stock versus yearly flows. And you can kind of see here that the years of stock is very high for gold, then silver, then crude, and then copper, then corn, then wheat. So now let's discuss Bitcoin's stock to flow ratio. Now, similar to gold, Bitcoin also exhibits a very high stock to flow ratio due to its low issuance relative to its current supply. One of the reasons why Bitcoin is often referred to as digital gold is because of its high stock to flow ratio, which is comparable to gold's. Moreover, Bitcoin's stock to flow ratio will only increase with time and soon surpass gold's as the block rewards are reduced by half at the end of every halving cycle, resulting in diminishing future issuance. After the upcoming halving event, 84% of all Bitcoin will have been mined. So right now you're probably thinking, okay, Car, I understand this up to a certain point, but give it to me where I can really understand this in the, in the terms of what's Bitcoin's value over time and how it correlates with stock to flow. Okay, so let's do that now. The hypothesis in this study is that scarcity as measured by stock to flow directly drives value. What is very interesting is that gold and silver, which are totally different markets, are in line with Bitcoin model values for stock to flow. Now, this gives extra confidence to the model because at the peak of the bull market in 2017, Bitcoin stock to flow ratio was 22 and the Bitcoin market value was 230 billion, very close to what silver was. Because halvings have such a big impact on stock to flow, Plan B was able to create this model where he could put months until the next halving as a color overlay in the chart. Now, dark blue is the halving month and red is just after the halving. Next halving is May 2020, of course. Current stock to flow of that is 25, but it will double to 50 very close to gold, which is currently right now 62. Now, the predicted market value for Bitcoin after May 2020 halving is 1 trillion. I know, that's crazy. Which translates in a Bitcoin price of 55,000. Now, that is quite spectacular. <laughs> just, just think about that. But we won't know until time passes, right? Now, let's go ahead and let Plan B discuss exactly how we came up with this modeling for Bitcoin stock to flow ratio and what exactly his analysis told him when he was looking at the Bitcoin scarcity and the correlation between stock to flow, between gold and other traditional commodity markets. If you look at Bitcoin, where it fits into those two categories, it has a stock of 17.5 million uh, Bitcoins at the moment and a flow of around 0.7 million Bitcoins per year. So it has a stock to flow value of 25. That puts it right into the monetary um, category. Um, and that's that's very interesting. And that's also when when it struck to me that the during the all-time high in uh, November, December 2017, the value, the total value of Bitcoin uh, market was around or, or similar or, or even slightly above the total silver market. And that's, that's 
that was too much of a coincidence for me that the uh, stock to flow ratio of Bitcoin and silver is almost identical and the market value. So that's where I got the idea to use stock to flow as a input for a model to uh, to model Bitcoin's uh, value. What, what you uh, notice is that the halvings become very important. So stock to flow ratio increases every day a little bit, but then once every 210,000 uh, blocks, uh, there is a halving um, of the uh, number of uh, Bitcoins that's uh, created in a block every 10 minutes. So that will, that will double the uh, stock to flow ratio. And the halvings are, well, around every four years. Uh, next halving is May 2020. Um, so that will, that will double the stock to flow ratio to 50, very close to the stock to flow ratio of gold, 62. And um, four years later in 2024, it will double again to um, around or, or a little above 100. And then in 28, it goes to 200 and so on and so on. So that 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 really puts us into uh, uncharted uh, waters uh, after next um, uh, 2020 uh, uh, halving, which is very exciting, I think. Yeah, the stock to flow chart is the the chart that that shows you uh, stock to flow on the x axis uh, and market value on the on the y axis. So it's a scatter plot, um, and it has 111 data points in there. Um, of all the monthly uh, market values and, and stock to flow values of Bitcoin of the last uh, uh, nine years. Um, and what you see, oh, when I first plotted that, uh, made that plot, it was, uh, I saw nothing because um, I, I didn't have log scales on and, and you really should uh, should look at these charts in, in, in log scale or, or use log, uh, logarithmic values. Because if you don't, you, you don't see the uh, the long-term trends. So if you uh, look at log scale to stock to flow and market value, you see this perfect straight line. It it was when I saw it first, it was really like whoa, um, um, perfect straight line from the uh, bottom left to the uh, top right, from low stock to flow and low market value creeping up to high stock to flow, current stock to flow of 25 and uh, current market value of around, what is it now, 80, 90 uh, billions. Um, so what I also did was put a color overlay on that, uh, on the data points. And the color is, um, um, indicates the months until the next halving. So right now we're about 13 months until the next halving in May, 2020. Uh, and it has the color green. And as the closer we get to the next halving, the, the color turns blue. And then at the halving, after the halving, it turns red. Like, okay, uh, a, a, a lot of months until the next uh, halving. And what that yep. does is in the chart, it, it sort of groups all the, uh, all the data points into three distinct areas that uh, the first area is is before the first halving so then there was never a halving before um, that's a period until uh, November 2012 um, and there's a third por um, a, a second period after the first halving and a third period where we in 
where we are in uh, right now after the second halving. So right now the model indicates a value of a little above six thousand uh, US dollars, and that uh, I get that question a lot. How, how much did the model uh, indicate at last uh, all-time high? Now, in in November December two thousand seventeen at the all-time high, it had a model price of thirty-seven thousand US dollars. So the real market price was really too high at the, with hindsight. Um, and if we go into the future, next halving, May 2020, the model value jumps to 50,000 um, US dollars per Bitcoin. Um, and of course, the all-time high could be uh, 3 to 10x higher than that. Um, at least that's that's what the price was last two halvings. So it's right. it, it's it's a rather conservative uh, value. Um, and that number, by the way, is is going to increase, of course, uh, next halving. So the halving in 2024, when the stock to flow will be 100, uh, Bitcoin will be priced at around uh, $400,000 each. Um, so yeah, it, it, it goes up really fast. So two things I want to touch on really quickly before we go into CoinTalk. First off, we need to understand that there's only two sample sizes, right? So two halvings have happened before. So potentially he could be wrong, but I'm not going to go against what uh, somebody with that level of experience has to say about Bitcoin, especially somebody who has skin in the game, right? Now, the second point I want to make is people fail to understand the significance of protocols. Like this is just bottom line. Me having a technology background, understanding how significant and how important just protocols, networking protocols are, right? Just on a fundamental level. Um, And the sheer um, lack of understanding in the Bitcoin space uh, when it comes to the significance of how this Bitcoin protocol is extremely important. Even if Bitcoin wasn't worth anything, it would still be one of the most important protocols we have. So when I think of Bitcoin and its inherent value, I don't have to look any further than its protocol to understand how significant in proportion the monetary aspect to it is going to be. It would be important even without that. This is why it's important to listen to every type of expert in the space. Every single one of us brings something different and unique. With that, Let's get into coin talk. That's right. Let's do it. It is time. Only crypto, coins, trades, predictions ahead. It is what you spend all day wondering, isn't it? This crypto dream. Only on coin talk. Coin talk. Coin talk. Coin Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Coin Talk. But before we dive into that, just got a couple things I want to mention. Uh, first up, you know, I want to thank everybody who has signed up for the Thriller Crypto newsletter, which is this subscription podcast. It doesn't cost any money to sign up for that newsletter. It's free. It's always going to be free. Uh, we give out, you know, one free uh, subscription episode a month. And then every once in a while, like today, we'll, we'll give out another one for free. I think this one's an important episode that we should, probably should give out to everybody. 
Um, so we're giving this one away. Um, all the other ones are subscription only. Uh, we just released uh, a bonus episode that's going to be coming out this week for Thriller Crypto. And that was something that we uh, recorded over the weekend. But if you're with a Thriller Crypto subscription, you get everything before everybody else. That's including all our holiday episodes. That's including, you know, anytime we have any interviews or conversations, they get those ahead of time. And we just try to, you know, I try to do everything I can to um, bring a tremendous amount of value to these subscription episodes. So I'm very, very grateful to everybody out there who's already signed up. I'm just astounded by how many people have signed up, to be honest with you. I never thought that would be possible. But if you're interested in signing up to our Thriller Crypto subscription, where you get to hear more episodes kind of like this with tremendous amount of insight and tremendous amount of analysis and kind of um, inflows into what's going on in the space, crypto and Bitcoin space, you should uh, think about considering. It's only $7 a month or you can pay yearly. And I think at this point we have over 50 episodes. So we have some really good ones that we've recorded in the past. So if you get a chance, you can stream a whole lot of them, you know. And we're releasing three every week, sometimes four, just depending on what the time frame looks like. Again, thank you to everybody who's already signed up. I really, really, really appreciate you. And this keeps us uh, afloat. To be honest with you, we don't have any sponsors or any advertisers. It's all through our subscription. So thank you. All right, with that, let's get into our disclaimer. That's right, we gotta roll it. Roll the disclaimer. Remember, Thriller Podcast does not give financial advice. He cannot tell the future. Even if he thinks he can, he is just some dude trying to save the world one Satoshi at a time. All right, it's time for Coin Talk, my favorite part of the day. I'm sure it's yours too. <laughs> it's yours too. We got a Bitcoin at a total of $10,243. That's right, we got a coin market cap of $265 billion, and we got Bitcoin dominance at 69.2%. So, what am I thinking right now on Bitcoin? Well, let me tell you, I basically at this point have realized that when it comes to Bitcoin, and the way I'm looking at it these days, I'm just cruising, man. Leaning back, putting my hand on the 10 wheel, right? And then just seeing the market for what it is. It's like I'm Neo in the Matrix. Watch out, there might be a little dip here, swerve left. And then I, I keep I keep falling, I keep falling it. Watch out, again, right here, swerve right. Because I understand that the Bitcoin space, we have a lot of room to go up. That's right. We're going up, ladies and gentlemen. So when you have people out there that are saying, oh, $6,000 Bitcoin, $3,000 Bitcoin, you wish, you wish, <laughs> you wish upon a star, you wish that were to happen. Those are the same people that told you that Bitcoin was going to keep going down when it was at 3K, right? So, no, you should have been buying. <laughs> you should have been buying the whole time. I bought some more Bitcoin today. It was at 10,000, like under 100, 10,100 or below that. I went and bought some more Bitcoin today. I had to. I'm just, I'm just extremely bullish on where Bitcoin is going. Not to mention we have backed. That's right, backed. <laughs> 
One of the biggest things to happen to Bitcoin since Bitcoin launching its own exchange in seven days. That's right. Seven days, ladies and gentlemen. You know, this this is a big deal. <laughs> We're either going to go up or down. Right. It's like everybody out there in the crypto space and the Bitcoin space are at the podium and Alex Trebek is asking them, where is Bitcoin going when this descending triangle reaches its completion? Gosh, let me think. Um, I don't know. We got back coming out in seven days. Uh, that can't be good for Bitcoin. It's probably going to fall, right? It's probably going to fall down to 8K, maybe 7,500. Yeah, it just makes more sense. It's a descending triangle. We have to retest the 100-day moving average. So, yeah, it has to go down. Yes, Alex, uh, what is uh, $7,000 Bitcoin? No. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, I will say, though, that if it does go down, if it does go down, if for some reason we are all wrong and this big descending triangle is going to go down and it goes down to $8,000 Bitcoin, well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You just earned yourself another chance to buy Bitcoin really low. The only way this ends bad is if it goes down to $3,000, which there is no way in stinking hell it's going to go down that low. Bitcoin right now is in its bull run. It has its feet planted. It's going up. And the vast majority of people in this space are not selling their Bitcoin. This is why we're seeing people try to drop the price and no one's selling. You're literally going to have to have people that are retail investors to sell Bitcoin. Everybody's accumulating Bitcoin right now. This is the accumulation stage that we're in. This is what everybody's doing. So the high probability of Bitcoin going up for me makes a hell of a lot more sense going into the end of September and into October. Every quarter this year, we've been up prior from the quarter before. This is the exact same kind of trend that we followed in 2017. Okay, so with back launching in seven days, and this descending triangle almost kind of matching up with that <laughs> launch. If we do happen to fall down, we will retest that $8,000 level. But at that point, we'll have a lot more information on what exactly is going on in this space. And if it continues to go down, well, then that's when you set your stop losses. There really is no way to lose in this situation unless you're just not paying attention. Now, for the people that are just hodling and looking at this from afar and our dollar cost averaging in, you absolutely have nothing to worry about. <laughs> you are straight set to go into the halving of next year, full throttle, reaching this next um, huge Bitcoin high. Now, if you're somebody like me who likes to trade, <laughs> who likes to get themselves in trouble like that sometimes, sometimes not, then... Yeah, you want it to fall down, right? You you want to set your stop losses at 9,000 so when it falls below 9K, you can pick up some Bitcoin at 8K or maybe even lower than that. I mean, I'm hoping it goes down to 3K. I wish it would. <laughs> I would love to buy some more Bitcoin at that price. I just don't think that's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. I just don't believe people out there that are saying the exact same thing they were saying in December of last year. Now, I could be totally wrong. I've been wrong in the past, and I'll be the first one to admit it. 
but there is absolutely no way in hell this works out any other way than Bitcoin going to 16K by October and November. I just don't see us falling down unless there is a dramatic, you know, recession or something like something that has to take hold of the entire kind of global markets for Bitcoin to go down. But even then, we talked about that in prior episodes, right, where we had that Bitcoin recession and what could take place. And we looked at the different kind of theories around that and what would transpire. Right. So it would probably go down in the short term. Right. And then almost immediately pick up on the way back up out of the recession. So there is a lot to really look at if that were to happen. But no one can make those predictions. No one knows. Right. But if we're looking at where we are now, currently in this space, we're going up until we have more information. But currently right now, I'm expecting Bitcoin to go up once it reaches this end of the triangle. And I'll put a, I'll put a link and a, uh, a photo of that triangle here in the show notes. And uh, for the most part, the rest of the market looks spectacular. Um, we have Ethereum went up to close to two hundred dollars today. It's up two uh, percent on the day. We have Litecoin going over seventy seventy two dollars today as well. We have Bitcoin Cash at three hundred six dollars. Um, everything's looking pretty golden for the most part. We have some alts. Cosmos made a tremendous run over the weekend. I saw it go as high as three dollars and sixty cents. That was just insane. I took a little bit of profit. Um, I also am looking at right now is Dash making it onto Coinbase. That was insane. I didn't I didn't necessarily see that happening. I'm extremely ecstatic for the community because I know Dash has one of the, you know, toughest and longest and, you know, most exuberant um, communities out there in crypto. So I'm extremely happy for them. And I'm sure a lot of people are celebrating on Reddit <laughs> and Twitter. I just haven't looked at any of it yet. But uh, yeah, can't believe Dash made it. it you know, it's funny because uh, in 2017, there was talks of, you know, of Dash showing up, you know, on Coinbase and it, it only took them two years, but they still got there. That's pretty cool. Um, what else am I looking at here? That's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I'm not looking at anything else this week. I'm just looking to buy more Bitcoin this week. That's it. Like, uh, I'm so happy I bought a lot of Ethereum when it was really, really low. So I feel good about that. I'm starting to pick up on my Litecoin purchasing last week. But at over $70, I just don't want to pay that quite yet. Uh, So I'm accumulating Bitcoin this week. um, But that's all I'm doing is just double dipping and still dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin. And uh, hopefully we'll see Cosmos. I'm still hoping for that payday. It's it's one of those little pet projects <laughs> that I'm working on. We'll see how that works out. Uh, but uh, it's fun, man. Cryptos is a lot of fun, especially when you have uh, some skin in the game. You know, you got your HODL stack and then you got your little play stack that you get to kind of play around with and see where that goes. It can be a lot of fun. It's like it's like racing the ponies, as they say. OK, with that, let's get on to the end of the show.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Tomorrow we got a thriller news coming out, so look out for that. We also have a thriller crypto coming out on Wednesday where we're talking Ethereum with some Ethereum Foundation developers. That's going to be extremely insightful. I recommend checking that out. And then later this week, we're going to have a thriller insights and a thriller rundown for you as well. And don't forget, if you want to check out our past episodes, head over to thrillerx.com. And as always, buy Bitcoin and save the entire world. This is the end of the show. You have been listening to Thriller Podcast with R. Gonzalez. Remember, Thriller Podcast is not financial advice. Everything Carr said likely won't come true. It is up to you. Now go, do your own research. Listen to other dudes that start their name with crypto, and not car. And remember, buy Bitcoin and save the world, one Satoshi at a time. <laughs>